Bonjour, mes coeurs. Hello, my hearts. That's how I like to say hello, my loves. I could also say bonjour, mes amours. Actually, I should say bonsoir. Since it's evening here in Paris, I wish you were here with me to see what, what I just witnessed, this beautiful sunset, so I'll try and describe it for you. Over the Parisian rooftops as I sat here preparing for our conversation, today was a beautiful day. If you look, I just posted a story from a walk I took earlier to go meet an old friend from New York for coffee and uh, the sun came out and uh, anyway I posted it on stories on French is beautiful you can see the the sun beaming down Rue Vieille du Temple in the Marais and well, you can see me beaming the sun back out it's such a such a gift today we haven't had very much sun here thank you so so much for being here for this conversation. Many of you were part of the, the calls that I hosted this summer where I talked more about, you know, life in Paris, cultural lessons. I started calling them the Paris lessons, and I felt very inspired recently to continue doing these calls. So thank you for, for your presence, for your time, for your passion. I also, there, there were three very clear signs to me lately that came through three different conversations um, as far as what topic I wanted to, to share with you to express tonight. I know it's one that fascinates many people as we tend to, when we think of specifically French women, French men also, but you know, normally when we think of you know, Parisian or La Parisienne, the French woman, as Anglo-Saxons, as Anglophones, we think of confidence. We think of this confidence. And many times, this uh, discussion in media takes place around beauty and fashion, you know, everything from, from the, you know, I woke up like this hair to the bold red lip to, to fashion choices, to the way that we dress here a Paris. Um, this tonight is going to be a conversation um, that's going to have the same theme take uh, a direction that that might surprise you we're going to go inward so thanks for being on this journey with me I always like to just take a second to separate whatever we were doing before these calls uh, from the time we're going to spend together on the call so normally in my classes I do uh, what I call a Paris meditation where I, I take you through an experience in Paris tonight let's just breathe in and out together a little bit the way uh, that we say breathe in in French is inspire. So on inspire, we breathe in. And then breathe out is expire. So inspire is to breathe in. Expire is to breathe out. So on inspire, we breathe in. On expire. So let's just take a few breaths in and out together. I love that it's Sunday evening. Well, evening for me. Morning for many of you. Afternoon for many of you. Um, so it's just a nice day, right, to, to rest and enjoy ourselves. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Like a Parisienne, I have a little bit of a Parisian cough, and I don't want to be coughing into the microphone for you. So forgive me. You may hear me sipping on my tea now and then. I'm drinking, um, many of you know, the brand Yogi Tea. My Americans listening, I'm sure you have them in Australia and Canada too. They're very fun to get when you're en France because you get those cute little 
messages en français. So I'm having my inner harmony yogi tea with French honey, miel. Okay. So obviously, if you're listening and you're driving, continue to concentrate on what you're doing. If you're somewhere where you can relax and close your eyes, I invite you to do so now. On inspire, we breathe in. Et on expire. And we breathe out. On inspire. We breathe in. Et on expire. Breathe out. Et une dernière fois. And one last time. On inspire. Et on expire. Wonderful. Oh, how lovely. I see someone from Michigan just tuned in. I spent my childhood in Grand Blanc, Michigan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have people from all over the United States on this call already, and there are more and more of you joining. So let me get right into it as I take a little sip of my tea. <clears throat> so I have um, just to briefly, briefly, you know, recap my my chemin, my path here living in France the last few years. For those of you who aren't familiar with my story, I um, started spending, well, I was a student in France during college. Continued to spend as much time here as I could on vacation over the decades and uh, started spending a lot of time here starting in the winter of 2014, as much time as I could on a tourist visa and then officially moved here in the fall winter of 2015. So I've officially lived here full time for about two and a half years, just under two and a half years. That's when I got my carte de séjour, my, um, I guess what you would call in English, my residency card, my work permit card. So I have been um, living in and around French culture for almost two decades, and I've been living in France for the better part of the last um, few years. It's safe to say that the French language and French culture have been my muse. I was thinking about this as I walked around this afternoon. I'm, you know, thinking about the form that I wanted um, my share with you this evening to take. Um, and how has French language and French culture been my muse? Well, you know, obviously, and, you know, creating French is beautiful and the relationships I've created and the experiences I've enjoyed. But also now, you know, it's it's been, it's been almost three years that I have been living here. I'm in this very interesting phase of my life in France where, um, where, you know, to be, to be honest, it's, you know, there, there have been, you know, it's been almost three years. There have been highs, there have been lows, and it's through these highs and lows that we really learn about ourselves. And when you live abroad, it's as you have these varied experiences and you witness your new and perhaps changing reactions that you really discover new things about yourself, new relationships with your adopted culture, 
and things that your adopted culture mirror back to you that really teach you a lot about your your native culture, which for me is American. I, as I just mentioned, I was born in the Midwest. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, spent my childhood in Grand Blanc, Michigan. Uh, moved to Northern California when I was 11, went to college in Northern California, spent a year in France, then moved to New York. I was there for eight years and then Los Angeles for six years before moving here. So culturally, just to give you uh, an idea of where I'm coming from within American culture and French, you know, we have this word education, education, which also means education as we mean it in English, but in French, it has this beautiful, more expanded meaning of also, you know, the culture that you grew up with, how you were raised. So that's sort of my, uh, a brief view of my education to help you understand where I'm coming from as I start to explain to you how, or just share with you, how living in France has uh, really changed my view, not only my view of what self-confidence is, but also my self-confidence in general. You know, clearly you have to have a certain amount of self-confidence to, you know, to, to start a business and to move to another country. But I would say the self-confidence that I'm talking about with you this evening is, um, you know, what we would call self-confidence in English, la confiance en soi, en français, in French. Uh, but really, the longer I live here, the more I'm seeing self-confidence as knowing yourself. So the self-confidence that I referenced earlier when it comes to achieving things, that's very action-oriented, that's very goal-oriented, that's very much um, oriented towards the exterior. What I'm going to talk to you about tonight is more oriented towards the interior, knowing yourself. And it's actually interesting because when we talk about la parisienne so much, as I mentioned earlier, we talk about self-confidence as, you know, wearing a bold red lip or maybe not wearing a lot of makeup or maybe having tousled hair or, or whatever it is. Those are certainly exterior signs of, you know, of, you know, really just fun, playful choices of how we want to present ourselves and, you know, be in the world, things that make us, you know, feel, feel sexy or feel powerful or feel unique, whatever it is. What French women, what, what French culture, what my French friends, what just living here, breathing here have taught me is really to see self-confidence as something from the inside out. Now, what do I mean by this? This is, this is, this is really important. What I mean is, and this is going to sound so simple, self-confidence, the French way, all comes down to knowing what you want. To knowing what you want so specifically that you don't feel like you need to fight for it or hang on to it or protect it or worry about what other people think of it. It's just what you want in a very relaxed, very open way. And we see this easily in French communication. When I, when I coach people in French, oftentimes it's so interesting for me because the more challenging thing for people isn't necessarily learning vocabulary or, you know, learning the correct grammar, but it's just learning to say things 
the French way. So a great example of this, which is really appropriate for this conversation, is when, when students ask me, well, how would I say, you know, I'd rather? Well, in French, you wouldn't really say that. We would just say, I prefer. I prefer. Now, that's really powerful. And so what happens is, is I see this with clients that have, <coughs> pardon me, an advanced level. Je préfère. I prefer. That's actually very easy to say. It's easier to say than I would prefer in French, certainly. You have a lot less R's <laughs> to start with. Je préférerais. That's how you'd say I would prefer. But it's just this notion of getting comfortable with being more direct in your communication, specifically when it comes to things that you want or you don't want. Like saying, I don't like, je n'aime pas. In English, we have a tendency to say, you know, oh, I don't think that or, oh, I'm not sure. In French, we don't say things like that very much. It's very direct. And actually, often in French, you might hear someone say, je déteste, I hate, you know, I detest instead of je n'aime pas, I don't like. If you really don't like something, one of the beautiful things about French culture, if you really like something or you really don't like something, this is a culture that will really hold space for that. It's a culture that really, really values the desires and the perspective of the individual. And I've been so... Um, blessed to live this through my my French relationships you know it's it's a wonderful thing here to be able to say to a friend you know they might ask you if you want to go to, to a certain movie you can just say I don't want to they will rarely ask you why and it's not I don't want to in an aggressive way it's like no je veux pas, je ne veux pas. I mean I, I prefer to stay home I want to stay home no hard feelings no judgments just space to really, really live in what you want. So this is what I mean when I talk about confidence being something that comes from the inside and it moves to the outside versus, for example, altering your speech because you're concerned about a reaction on the outside. Now, I'm not talking about being unkind. Of course, there are many, many uh, moments in life where you know, you want to think about how the other person may react before you speak. And I'm not saying that French people don't do that, but I'm just suggesting for this small example, this idea of knowing what you want, knowing what you want. And with a simple thing, like, where do you want to have dinner tonight? Do you even want to leave the house tonight? Who do you want to see? I'm just suggesting that Maybe you play with this in your daily life, you know, giving yourself more permission to be more direct. And again, direct doesn't mean harsh. I've noticed in myself as, as an American that sometimes I'm very quick to assume that being direct is, is very black and white, you know, that being direct means being firm. Being direct means being strong. And I've realized living here that that is not true. It's not true. You only feel like you need to be really firm or strong, i.e. defensive, again, if you're worried about the reaction of that other person. But, you know, as, as with so many cases in life, people, people take the message with the energy that the message is, is enveloped in, right? 
So if you say, no, I don't, I don't want to eat that time. Well, then of course you're going to get sort of a, an uh, offensive reaction. But if it's no, no, je, je préfère pas, je ne préfère pas. No, I don't prefer. I prefer not. No, no, I don't like that. Oh, I love that. No, I detest that. And a beautiful thing happens when you're very much in touch with what you want. Now, I'm talking about very little things, you know. You can make the connection to, to bigger things in life, and I'll, and I'll get into that a little bit later in this conversation. But for now, I just want to keep it simple and talk about little things. That's why I'm talking about what you want to do with your time, where you want to be in an hour, what you want to eat, what you want to wear. The beautiful thing when you're more, when you know yourself more, when you know more what you want, and when you give yourself permission to put that out there into the world in, the, in a clear way, this is when you let people really get to know you. This is when you start to feel your presence more fully as a person. And this is when you can live in that space that you know, we talk about a lot in, you know, in certain uh, you know, metaphysical conversations, particularly in the United States, about you know, letting things come to you or or, you know, attracting things or maybe even manifesting if, if, that's a, if that's a term that speaks to you. When you start to really communicate on a basic level what you truly, truly want, just with the people that you love in your life and that love you, this, this, this is when you can be in a space of letting things come to you from the, from the small to the big. And um, this is something that I am continuing to learn firsthand here, you know. And if you, don't, if you don't communicate what you want, then what you're going to get back is uh, frustration and, uh, and even confusion, right? And that's, and that's, and that's a flu, flu meaning sort of out of focus space to live in, which which definitely, you know, doesn't feel that empowering. So how do we know on a bigger level what we want? Well, this is interesting. And I've learned, I've learned a lot about this from French women in particular. How do we know what we want? Well, a great way to start to tune in more to what you want is to spend more time with yourself. We talk a lot about self-care in uh, American culture. I'm, I love self-care. I try and practice it as much as I can. I personally have an issue I'm, I'm realizing with, um, you know, I actually enjoy being by myself, um, but I have a hard time giving myself permission, you know, to really indulge in, you know, for example, maybe a long bath or there's just so much to do and I have a very active mind as many of us do. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. Um, so one of the things that I've started to see in my, you know, female French friends that I've started to take on more that, you know, really helps. And then and this also goes back to my days as a student. A great way to learn to spend time with yourself is to do so through activity to start. So, you know, maybe really, you know, indulging in a in a in self-care is a lot is is it too just doesn't feel like it it fits 
in a busy day for you. So that's okay. So if you're someone who gets lit up by, you know, activity by being busy, a great thing to do is study something. A great thing to do is, you know, simply listen to music, take yourself out to the theater. I take myself out alone all the time. And it's in these moments of, you know, Yes, I'm, I'm being active, but um, because I'm sort of taking myself on a date, I'm giving myself the opportunity to sit with myself, to listen to myself, and to also feel my feelings when we're, when we're with other people. Now, now, one of the things, this is a different conversation that I know I had in my Art de Vivre class this summer. I talked a lot about French communication and relationships. French people have, are do such a beautiful job of prioritizing time for all the relationships in their life. But they're also really great at prioritizing time for their relationship with yourself. When you're with other people, it's harder to tune in to your feelings. Now, what's very interesting about this is, as particularly as Americans, I speak often from the point of view as an American because that's, that's what I am, obviously. We're sort of known to French people as being very outward, very public with our emotions. And in French culture, we do talk about feelings in a more public way, quite a bit less. But we do talk about our feelings here, especially with our push, our, our close ones, our loved ones. Uh, I, have, I am comfortable sharing my feelings. I've always felt very in touch with my feelings, but um, there's, there's a, a journey that I've been on in my personal life recently that's really actually made me realize that as comfortable as I am about talking about my feelings, I'm not as comfortable feeling my feelings as I would love to be, as some of my friends here have really shown me is, is possible how I could be. Now, why is this so important? Our feelings show us what we want, whether they are feelings of, of um, inspiration or, um, or joy, or sadness, or jealousy. Our feelings are, are our compass. Our feelings are our compass. Now, one of the reasons that we also perceive French people, particularly French women, to be so self-confident is because, you know, we see them in films really letting themselves be bored, be angry, right? Be cheeky, be, be cute, be whatever it is. They are excellent here about, um, you know, if, it, embracing the yin and the yang, about embracing the, the shadow and the light, about not throwing anything away, whether it's beautiful and fun or less beautiful and uncomfortable, you know? That's why I think this is why I've always loved French cinema, for example, so much, is these films that don't really have necessarily a linear beginning, middle, end, but they just, they, they love the gray, le gris. And uh, as Americans sometimes, uh, you know, I can't speak for all of us, but I, th- but I have noticed that we have a hard time with the gray. So when it comes to these sort of less comfortable things, 
that maybe, you know, we don't want to be like, no one wants to be sad. No one wants to be angry, but you don't have to be that. What French culture has really taught me to be is to recognize that that lives in you and that's a part of you and that you're a whole person. And it is so important when you're feeling those things to feel them, they are giving you valuable information about what you want, which will give you the tools to create the life that you're dreaming of, to to bring in, to produce, if you will, the people, the experiences in your life that are essential to whatever it is you're here for. And your feelings are telling you what it is you're here for. So this has been a very powerful lesson for me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. This was maybe a month ago. It was around New Year's. And I was dealing with something challenging in one of my best French friends forever and ever turned to me and she said in French, <laughs> you live in France now? You have to feel and talk about your feelings. It's okay. You're, you're like French now. So let's be French. And what did she, you know, she certainly didn't mean anything bad about my American culture. You know, this is someone who spent a lot of time in the United States who loves American culture. What she was referring to is this thing that I personally have um, that maybe many of you will relate to on this call, this sort of, you know, chin up, power through, everything's going to be okay, which unfortunately can produce really great results. Well, I say for, I should say fortunately in certain cases in work, um, you know, when it comes to creating things, you know. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm learning to appreciate what a persistent focused person I am. And, you know, that's a great quality, but unfortunately in other areas of life in inner development, um, what can happen is you can have sort of a décalage, like a, um, a décalage is a, um, when, um, in, it's when there's like a delay, Things aren't quite adding up. Things aren't matching up in time. So you can have like an emotional décalage, if you will, because, you know, you might be super persistent and chins up and you're advancing in many areas of your life. But if you're going through something, whether it's something really amazing that, you know, you're processing or something challenging that you're processing, both things, again, we don't throw anything out. The good and the bad, powerful is powerful, whether it's positive or negative. These feelings need to be honored and processed. And if you're you know, maybe intimidated by powerful feelings, or if you just kind of are scared and don't feel like dealing with it, or if you feel like maybe a great way to deal with it is to like power through and keep going, those feelings, the lessons you need to learn from those feelings are going to, are going to, they'll still be there and they'll come up when you're ready, but you know, it might be further down the line. So another thing that I've really learned from my French community is to not only feel my feelings, you know, to, and to express what I want, but to express this in real time, you know, there's, um, there's no, you know, at least, you know, in my circle here, there's, there's no judgment. Um, and I, you know, and I've seen this, you know, I, I read a lot. I watch a lot. I go out a lot. I'm always, some of my French friends laugh because they know that I'm sort of, um, you know, always sort of studying everyone wherever we go to, but I'm constantly absorbing. And I've, I've seen this in other circles, you know, people really hold space here for each other to be whatever they're being in that moment, 
no judgment. I found myself saying to myself, um, you know, be, you know, be strong because you want to be an example for this person or, um, or, you know, don't, don't talk about that tonight. You know, let's just keep tonight light and happy. Well, no, I've learned. No, that is not what life really is. And I love living here. This is not to say that I couldn't have this experience back in the States. You know, I love all my, all of my people back in the States too. For whatever reason, this is, this is a lesson that I am getting here. Personally, Carrie and James living in France to really learn to embrace all of the, all of the degrees of my experience and of my life because they make up who I am. And I know that some of this might sound really, really obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me. And, and, and this is a beautiful lesson that I'm getting at this time in my life, living in France, living in Paris. It's teaching me, it's teaching me actually, you know, we, uh, I read a lot of uh, spiritual literature, self-help literature, Lots of themes about self-compassion, which I think is so important. And I'm realizing now that, you know, maybe self-compassion is this doorway into really listening to yourself and really, really knowing yourself and really getting, getting in touch with, for me, for the way that I, the way that I picture um, this whole equation is, you know, getting in touch, getting in touch with your soul, your highest self, you know, who you really, really want to to be. And it's really a beautiful thing too, because when you're in touch with yourself like that and you're communicative about what you want and what you're going through, this is such a bonus. Then you don't have to really worry so much about choosing who's in your life. The right people will be there and will support you and give you the opportunity to support them. And you'll have a community. A community that's based on what's happening now and what's really, really happening. You know, I think, I think also one of the reasons why it's been a little challenging for me to communicate more about my, my feelings, you know, especially difficult feelings is because, um, you know, I don't, I, I, there's in certain ways I, I really like to be independent and I don't want to ask for help, but you know, don't ever forget. And this is where you see French people are really, really tight. I mean, they've had friendships for decades and that's sort of what I was referencing earlier when I say they're really great at, about prioritizing time for their relationships. They, they will be there for you. That's an act. Um, that's letting someone love you, right? Letting them be there for you. There's a French expression that I love that my best friend says all the time. Il ne faut pas se forcer, chérie. Faut pas se forcer. <laughs> One, or we, you must not force yourself. You must not force yourself. There's another, there's another little expression that I love. It's à contre-coeur. So contre-coeur. Coeur means against heart. And I find, for me, the English equivalent would really be like, you know, when you're fragmented. We've all had these moments in life where you feel fragmented. You feel split in a bazillion pieces. Maybe you're asking advice from everyone because you don't know what to do. That's time. That's a sign that 
you should maybe, you know, take yourself to a museum, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe sit and read a book, maybe just sit in a park somewhere. French people are great at sitting in a park with a book, but maybe not reading it, maybe just staring out. I do that all the time and just pondering and listening to yourself. Um, but you know, when you, when you feel fragmented, when you feel like you're a contre-coeur, when you're asking advice from every person you know but yourself, that's a great sign and a wonderful opportunity to get in touch with your feelings, to listen to your feelings, because they have a lot to tell you. You know, we've all had those moments where, you know, this huge rush comes and, you know, we feel, you know, it could be anything. Again, it could be like exuberance or it could be tears. You're like, I don't know. Where is this coming from? You don't have to know. Your feelings know. And if you can't tell what your feelings are trying to tell you, then, then share, you know, don't be afraid of being judged. Again, don't throw anything out, the good or the bad. That is, it's all valuable. It's all in us all the time. And, you know, that is for me, this is what I'm learning at this point. This might change. This might evolve. That is what self-confidence French style is all about. Now, I've made it a lot about feelings and emotions, but to tie it back into knowing what you want and being comfortable expressing what you want, it's through those feelings and through those emotions and knowing them and sharing them and talking about them that you know what you want. And that to me, that's what I see when I, you know, when I have a conversation with you know, again, man or woman, I keep, I keep saying, um, you know, woman, because, you know, we think so much of, you know, the, the, the Parisian woman, the French woman, but when, you know, when I see a really confident French woman, I see someone who knows what she wants. You're relaxed. When you feel good about you want what you want, you sit up straighter and all of these things that are fun and important. Yes. But honestly, small in the big scheme of things like deciding to wear red lipstick or maybe like, you know, leaving the house looking, having hair looking like you just made a lot of really great love. <laughs> Those become small, playful things. So I think that that's what we see as Americans a lot when we, especially American women, when we, when we see that we really admire that red lipstick or that hair that's not perfectly blown out. We're like, wow, to do that because we're a little bit focused on the exterior, what people are reacting to, how people are reacting to those exterior things. But the French woman, she's getting to those exterior choices from a very deep place of being connected to herself, of knowing what she wants in such a, in such um a relaxed, defenselessness, open, contented way that choosing to wear red lipstick or not, or having tousled hair, or not wearing mascara, or not wearing foundation, or whatever it is, is not important. <laughs> it's just fun. 
And we see that in the way they carry themselves because we see that, you know, they, you know, they're, they're not, uh, you know, fidgeting with their hair. I have a, I have a habit of fidgeting with my hair. You know, they're not obsessed if, of, with whether or not the lipstick is still perfectly on. It's just not important. It's not important because what is important is taken care of. And then the rest flows quite easily. So I think that what I would like to, sort of the last, um, the last remark that I would like to make about all of that, and then, and then I'll open it up and we can do some, we can have a conversation. I'd love to hear if any of that resonated with you, if you disagree with me, um, if you have something you want to share, I have lots of time to be here for you, for all the people on this call. Um, you know, I guess I would just like to add that as someone who's learning this, as someone who's, um, who's incorporating this, you know, you know, especially as someone, you know, I will, I will admit I moved here feeling thinking that I really knew myself well, that I really knew what I wanted. Granted, what we want changes all the time. That's why it's so important to know yourself well. And I, and I did. But through some honestly painful lessons and, and also some really beautiful successes, I'm learning that I've only been tapping into a small part of my power because I haven't really been in, in this sort of deep dialogue with myself, which is funny for a, you know, especially a Californian to be, to be saying this, but you know, when we have a dream and we're called to, to go to a place, there's a reason. And at this, this stage in my life, um, this was definitely a lesson that, that, um, I maybe wasn't ready to learn, but that I'm so happy to, be learning and um and i'm grateful to have all of you here to share this conversation with i've been signing off some of my emails lately with you know i love having you along for the dream we say so much in english you know you know to have someone along for the ride well i love having you along for the dream and i don't say my dream because it's not just my dream it's the dream we're all we're all here for the dream right so thank you for being here. Love having you along for the dream. So I'm going to unmute everyone. This is always an exciting part of my calls because there might be a lot of background noise. There might not be. I'll manage that. Um, but if anyone would like to just say hi, you're welcome to just say hi. No pressure. You don't have to share. Um, and I will, um, you know, mute and unmute people as we go. Okay, so everyone is unmuted. There's a little bit of background noise, but it's not so bad. Many of you know me as, you know, as, as a French teacher or maybe as your French teacher. This is a completely different format. This is really um, something that I want to start doing more and more, more with a focus on, on culture and just sharing more about, you know, my life, you know, life in Paris, yes, my life in Paris, my life in France with more of a 
a sharing of um, how, obviously, how it's affecting me personally. So if you like this, then please be on the lookout for announcements for, for other calls. Would anyone like to just to say hi or to add something to the conversation? Bonsoir, Kellyanne. Oh, bonsoir. It's Lori from New York. Lori, how are you? I see I'm you on good. my. Well, I don't see you on my screen, but I see your. I see. Uh, I see where you are on my screen. I have this really <laughs> cool map where I see where everyone is. I was so happy when I saw your name. I see everyone's names. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, I I just wanted to say a couple of things. Um, <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to I'm going to I'm, I'm going to mute everyone and unmute you. Hold on one quick second, okay? Just to cut out, out on some background noise. <clears throat> Problem. All right, Lori, you and I are unmuted. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I just wanted to say a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. One is that I think it's really, um, um, uh, well, I wanted to thank you for sharing because that, I think that sharing that you just did is very um, open and um, I appreciate that. And several things resonated with me and we could go in a lot of different directions. <laughs> but um, I thank wanted you. to say that. And I also wanted to say I think it's really beautiful and touching that your experience living in France has sort of taken you to this, you know, deeper level of desiring to um, be more in touch with your own feelings and be more comfortable with just kind of whatever those feelings are. I think that's really beautiful. And the other thing I just wanted to say is I was just at a work conference and it was very interesting um, what you said because about self-confidence and, and, and sort of the um, additional definitions of that as, as it's coming mm-hmm. through, through your life in France. Um, one of the speakers at a conference I was just at said that she preferred um, the term self-compassion to self-confidence. Uh-huh. And I just love that. And she talked about how um, when she looks in the mirror now, her thoughts are about um, extending compassion to herself versus, and that gives her sort of the courage to move about in her life, to forgive herself and to be in touch with her feelings and, you know, just kind of that versus sort of like you were um, alluding to where we have to buck up and push yeah. ourselves time. <laughs> like, and, you know. Just really exhausting, by the way, I'm realizing now. I'm like, why did I used to do that so much? I know. But it is exhausting. But it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think you were dead on when you say it's kind of unfortunate that you actually get good results from that because then mm-hmm. that's this sort of process where you say to yourself, oh, I need to keep doing it that way then. This is working. And, you know, and then also you get reinforcement, like um, 
And you know, one of the reasons, so thank you, thank you so much for, for thanking me for the share, because, you know, of course it's always like, you know, it's, it's, it's delicate, you know, to share personal things. And I'm always, and I'm sure. thinking like, Oh, what if someone, in, what if someone in my really, in my push is listening and then they think, Oh, were you talking about me? It's like, no, no, no. But so what I'm about to say though, is, you know, you not all, you know, you also get reinforcement sometimes from your loved ones, you know, like, um, like, um, something that I've heard a lot, you know, in my life, like in French, we say courageuse, which means like courageous, but in French, it means also more like, you know, persistent and you go after things. And, and I, and I hear that a lot and, you know, and I am really proud of that, but I, but I, I, I started to identify that with so much that I was like, well, I'm, I'm Carrie Anne, je suis courageuse, like I'm courageuse. So, you know, no one really needs to see that. I'm, I'm dealing with this other stuff inside right now. And so you get po- mm. you get reinforcement from not only what you're achieving, but also sometimes through very well-meaning like compliments from the people that know you. And you start to think, well, no, I'd rather be known as that than known as, you know, someone who's, you know, who's having a hard time. And, you know, and then we get back to that whole buck up thing. Right. It's hard to be vulnerable and it's hard to yeah. kind of get... I think I get caught up in that too, feeling like, oh, well, this is who I am to the world and I don't want to appear um, anything less than, <laughs> instead of just like you said, acknowledging all the parts of yourself. Yeah, that, you're, that we're all everything anyway. And it's, so at certain points, certain things, we're going to be more one thing than others. And and I love this, the self-compassion is self-confidence. I think that that is so, that's, that's exactly, thank you for sharing that from your conference because that's a much more succinct way to explain what this is that I've been learning and witnessing here. It's this like self-acceptance and self-compassion that's self-confidence. Exactly. <laughs> And I just think it's so cool that your journey right now in France is, you know, teaching those kinds of lessons. That's really neat. Thank you. It's, you know, you know, I love, um, I love classic rock and roll and there's that song, you can't always get what you want, but, um, you know, oh, it's the stones, right? But you thought you may get what you need. And I was thinking today as I was walking around, I thought, you know, it's not, I don't think so much that it's, you can't always get what you want, but you may get what you need. I think it's when you don't get what you want, you get what you need. Mm. And I think that's what's like hard. So, you know, or challenging. So I'm trying to stay, you know, open to, you know, what, what, what I need. We don't know what we need, but, um, this was definitely a lesson that came as a surprise. <laughs> yeah. To me. Well, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank you for being on this call. It's really nice to hear your voice. I haven't heard your voice in a while. I know. It's, I don't know where time has gone, but. Can you believe it's February? What? I know it is February. Let's let's keep moving through February, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Not really my favorite month in the Northeast. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's a little dreary here too. But yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember. Well, thanks for being on this call. Um, let's catch up by email because I want to hear how you're doing. 
And I want to give. Thank you. Thanks for allowing me to comment. Oh my gosh, you're you're so welcome. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to unmute everyone again, and I'm going to cough. Warning. Hopefully, this is not really painful in the in the microphone for you. <coughs> Pardon me. Would anyone else uh, like to chime in? A comment or say hi? I love these calls because it feels like I have a radio show. So you can treat it that way if you want. You just want to say hi. Okay, well, I'm going to mute everyone again. Et voila, and there you go. Everyone is muted. Thank you again. Thank you so much for being on this call, for being part of this conversation. Um, you know, there are a lot of us here this evening, and you've all been on the call from the very start. So, so, so I hope that uh, what I shared spoke to you, that it gave, maybe gave you some new ways to consider things that you're managing in your own lives. I'll do more calls like this. There are a lot of people on the East Coast on this call, especially a few people in New York State. I am coming your way very, very soon. I'm so excited. As I mentioned earlier, I lived in New York for eight years. I haven't been back there in a few years. Uh, I'm thrilled to be going back there to, to see really good friends and, uh, and to meet up with all of you. So stay tuned. I'll let you know the dates and uh, where and when I will be planning events for us to meet in person and meet up at and maybe have a coffee or a glass of champagne, uh, but certainly just to say hi and faire la bise or hug or laugh or talk French or not or share stories about Paris trips or whatever it is just to connect in person. So again, thank you so very much for being here. I have so much love for you all. I'm sending you massive love from the troisième arrondissement de Paris, from the third arrondissement of Paris. Someone in Paris loves you. Je vous souhaite une très belle soirée. I wish you a very beautiful evening. Talk to you soon. Good night, everyone.